Welcome to the Flawless Takes podcast, a very merry edition of the Flawless Takes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Miola, here as always with my co-host and friend, Chris Landera. Chris, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Um, best time of the year, I'm told. I'm, I'm yeah. buzzing off a, uh, a little eggnog here. Feeling good. I'm buzzing off that end. A big New York Giants football victory over our arch nemesis Washington Commanders. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> big time divisional game in December. Prime time. This is what this is what we asked for back in yep. August when we launched this uh, season of the show. We're like, that's what we want, and we, we got it. it. It's a little Christmas gift early. It's been a lot of like good Christmas gifts that have come early. A, an epic World Cup final, which we're going to talk about. Um, if you're a Mets fan, like Steve Cohen, I don't think he celebrates Christmas, but like definitely has been dropping uh, some gifts yep. in, in the holiday season. Yep. Um, so. Do you, do you think it's weird that the Mets are the new Yankees, that we're like Man City now? And, it, is, uh, it is strange. It, it almost feels like beyond whatever the Yankees were, right? It, it, does, it feels more Man City-ish than, than, than Yankees to me. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, just I, I, the thing that I like about it really is like, it's kind of like calling out all the other owners in Major League Baseball. And like, well, you can spend money if you want. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I like. He happens to be doing it, and, and the other owners don't want to, so that's there, getting the players right now. There's a really good article in The Athletic, and I want to bring up who wrote it um, because I really enjoyed reading it. That was just like a series of salty quotes from around the league about oh, Steve Cohen yeah. and the spending spree and how there's going to be blowback. Okay, Evan Drillich. Steve Cohen's Mets spending spree and the ramifications for the rest of the league. Check that out if you, you have The Athletic. But um, yeah, so it's basically just a series of quotes of being like, they yeah. designed the CBA, like basically with him in mind to prevent this from it's happening. Method. And he's just like he, wave double, like yeah, right. he's middle just fingers at everybody. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't care. I, I have a billion dollars worth of art in my house. Like, do you think I give a shit? <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. And it's all like nameless exec says. Yeah, he's ruining the sport. He can't do this. Yeah. Like it's pretty funny. Uh, did you see David Axelrod, the Obama political yes. guru's tweet? That was great. So something he wrote, about like this isn't the Mets that I grew up with. Yeah, the, I grew yeah. up with the plucky underdog Mets and I, the heart of the city, and yeah. you know what they're doing is worse than the Yankees, and I, I we should all root against them basically. And it's just like fuck you. I'm I mean, sorry. hey, there's going to be a lot of haters when you're yeah, you know, that's fine. That's but, fine. I mean, and, if you're if you're a Mets fan, I mean, how are you not loving it? You know, yeah, like you why wouldn't the, you be? You're tired so, of being the fucky underdog. Yeah. You know, like yeah. No, no one likes us to be. Give me all the awesome let's players. Be, right? Let's be clear. There's there's no nobody in any city other than like New York rooting for the Mets. There's no like yeah. national Mets fan. Though, you're right. I guarantee yeah. you that. It's yeah. just New Yorkers, and we're always hated no matter what. So yep. it's not like the Yankees that like. You know, because the, they're the Yankees. The Yankees have, have a national fan base. Yeah, they have a global Certainly. fan base. Global, like, yeah. It's, it's probably like the only baseball team a lot of people in the world can actually name. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So, anyway, um, this is not a Mets podcast. We don't do like a lot of baseball on this podcast. No, but, but I mean, that has been. I'm glad we touched on it because that has been like a pretty huge story in sports right now, and like, yeah, kind of baseball hot stove, uh, like ne- like never before seen. <laughs> type stuff yeah absolutely all right well let's let's get back to the 
the nitty gritty here, what we do on this podcast. Let's let's talk about what has been a really riveting World Cup tournament that ended this past weekend in a final that you know has been widely praised as one of the great like soccer games ever, sporting events ever. Like it's really taking it's a lot of recency bias, of course, but it's really taking on a uh, a very hallowed image already. But what a great game! Uh, what was your experience? Did you watch it by yourself? Were you with people? I watched it with a friend uh, at a bar. Um, mm-hmm. Not like a not like a super packed bar, but like enough like had some people in it, so there was a, a good uh, environment for the game. Yeah. Um, how did you watch it? Uh, we were at my uh, sister in law's, and we we're having like a a Christmas brunch breakfast, so everybody was just hanging out, and the game was on. And the game was on. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was good. I was I was definitely the most interested in the game. Like, let's put it, let's make that clear. But I dragged yeah, everybody yeah. into it. Of course, they loved me. I so. mean, if that was on in the background, even you know the, the the even the biggest soccer haters, I think were were getting into that a little. It was yeah. just so absurd. Yeah, cause, like people were coming in and out, especially the last like forty five minutes, and be like, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> like someone uh, they went to show like the basement to someone who was in the house, and they came back. Uh, this is uh, my brother in law, Eddie. And he's like, wait, Argentina scored? And then, like, as soon as he said that, I think France scored to make it 3-3, basically. And it was just yeah. like, what is going on in this game? It, it was – I I mean, you always want to, you know, take recency bias into account. But I was going back over trying to think of, like, what World Cup game or big international match – I can mm-hmm. think of that was better than that, and yeah. I, can't come, I can't come up with it. Yeah, can you? No, I mean it. It's it reminded me of a game that was a club game. It was the Champions League final in two thousand five, which was a game that sort of cemented my love for Liverpool when they came back against AC Milan and won in the mm-hmm. Champions League final in Istanbul. But it, it was it reminded me of that game in the just like the wild swings of flow, yeah, stuff and like. Just like the the stakes being so high, of course, uh, and big stars all over the field, and it just yeah. uh, it just was it just felt enormous. It just and, hit every it, note. Yeah, yeah, it, really. It, and then you have you have like the the messy component, which adds yeah. so much to it. Everybody I was talking to over the weekend, mostly casuals, you know, and they asked me like what I think is going to happen, and my you know. I thought France would win. I predicted France to win the whole tournament. So I wasn't going to change on the doorstep. But yeah, like I was rooting for Messi, like I think most people were, because yeah. it's just like you know he, he's very likable and very seems very sincere. Um, and you know why wouldn't you want him? Would you want him to fail, <laughs> to lose again right. in the final? Like yeah. what type of story is that? Like well, so... just in my opinion, he is the greatest player of all time. So like I wanted that legacy mm-hmm. cemented. Yes. For him, you know that that seemed like, yeah, just just reward, there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, um, and and like it's one of those things for me too, where it's like there are like weird messy hate of anybody who's like considered the best. There's always like weird haters for, but it's like now you close the door on that line of argument. You know, yeah, right. You know, the, although the, the I Ronaldo did see fanboys are just yelling into the void now. Yeah. Like there is no <laughs> there is no need to respond to any of that. Yeah, but then you do get the like. Well, remember Pele had three World Cups, and it's just yeah, like oh, right. I don't know uh, how to compare these things. You know, yeah. they seem very. That's like you I don't know. know. Pele feels is... very Bill Russellish to me. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm sure in his day, 
insanely dominant, amazing. Even if he played today, would probably still be a great player. Mm-hmm. I, I I would doubt that he could do all the things that Messi could do. Yeah, but yeah, gr- g- g- some grainy footage on Pele. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> hard, hard to really judge. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard to, hard I don't, to they don't have the against. GPS data on yeah. him yeah. really down. Right. But anyway, you, you can only compare people. The thing with eras is you can only really compare. The way I always look at it is like how much better was that person than like the people in that era right Right. and like what's that margin so like Mm -hmm. you know but anyway i agree Messi's legacy cemented great storybook end um i mean and then on top of that you had um mbappe who was like possibly the next you know has well has been touted as possibly the next Mm -hmm. uh amazing player having a hat trick in the same game Mm -hmm. which is which is just insane and um and scoring see, and, see, and to me, shootout he, as well. He's more like Cristiano Ronaldo than oh, yeah, Messi in terms of skill set. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like you will get half a dozen Cristiano Ronaldos before you get another Messi. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's to I me agree. that's the greatness part. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. But great game. Uh. What were Ama- your thoughts? Amazing game. What were your thoughts overall on on the tournament? Now that you've had a little time to sit with it, reflect. But just like before, just a little bit more specific. How did you think it felt to have the fall tournament um, in the season now that we've been through it? Um, okay. I'm, I mean, I'm going to answer this personally. Um, yeah. I, I am not a fan of having it at this time. There's too much other stuff going on, mm-hmm. not just in sports, but like in, in everyone's life at this, at, during this time of year. Everyone yeah. has so many obligations. It's like the World Cup was, was just like kind of like thrown into it, like like thrown adding something into a blender that was you know not, not a, a, an ingredient that was not necessary to to a recipe. Absolutely um, agree. I, I could not agree more. It the just, tournament like, itself was yeah. good. It was a yeah. good tournament with yeah. an absolutely unbelievable final. That's like, right. It really like the final really carries that tournament. Like when we when we think back upon it, like. Just, just an absolutely incredible game. The tournament itself was good. Morocco was a good story, you know, mm-hmm. making, making a deep run in the tournament. Um, and there were other, like, great games dur- during the tournament. Um, tournament had a, a decent amount of goals, which is always good. People like to see. But, yeah, I, for me, the World Cup is, is, is a summer event. and uh, It has to be. When uh, it's back here, the next one, 2026, it'll be in the summer. We got we to gotta start um, str- getting a little bit strategic about how we as as people in the real world are going to manage the world cup in the u.s and yeah. like we have to figure out are we going to do like flawless take shows at every u.s men's national team game live yeah the we parking may have to lot? be at, at live from the events i mean we have four years to save money and plan it doesn't yeah. seem unreal because it's never gonna happen again so i don't right. know we should think about that we can at least do one at, at a u.s game i think you know, yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. But we should try to see as much World Cup soccer as we should, whatever yeah. that looks like. Appreciate anyway. choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So I, I felt the tournament. I agree totally on the the timeline. Me personally, and I, think I didn't get to watch as as much of it as I would want, and I ended up doing a lot. Uh, especially at the beginning with the group stages when there was like that relentless pace of what was it four games a day for a week and a half like yeah I had like half the games more than half the games I I did not watch live and in their entirety or I would be in and out 
or I, you know, and then I would just do recaps. I wouldn't do full rewatches of most games. I'm not going to sit there for two hours like at night. So I didn't get enough soccer in, but uh, the other thought I have, like, because we're U.S. men's national team, it, uh, you know, fans is in hindsight that Netherlands game feels worse and worse to me. I don't know. Like, it, it just seems like they laid such a dud. Um, yeah. But yeah, still a lot to look forward to. And... I mean, they they played they, absolutely. They they played poorly in that game. Netherlands yeah. did take Argentina to the wire, the eventual tournament yes, winner. So true. that I, I guess if you want to, if we're looking at that, that's a feather in the U.S.'s cap there. But yep, absolutely. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, and we will be back uh, to talk a little Giants football. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. See you in a moment, guys. All right, and we are back. Flawless Takes Podcast. Little Giants talk. New York football Giants. 8-5-1 Giants. The Giants, who I think have an 89% chance to make the playoffs as it sits right now. So that's pretty good. Like Uh, those odds. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, So Giants beat the Commanders the other night. And it's funny. We didn't talk about it because we we didn't record last week. But... um, I was not surprised. I felt actually pretty good going into that game. Um, I just thought after the the tie, we were a little bit better than them and certainly better coached. And that seemed to show up um, the other night. So, of course, it was close and like we don't blow teams out. But I felt pretty good going in that we would get the win. And we did on the road. Um, Really nice win by this Giants team. It was, um, especially um, we, we had to slay the Sunday night football uh, mm-hmm. dragon to, to, to get the W. Um, I think Daniel Jones, something like 0-9 on Sunday yep. nights or something like that leading into that game. Well, but Daniel Jones has well, lost a lot of games as a quarterback in the NFL. Just, you know, prior yeah. to this year, it's, yeah. it's a, lot of, a lot of L's. So. But he does seem to rise to the occasion a bit when he plays the commanders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think this game – was definitely one on the back of the defense and specifically on the back of Kayvon Thibodeau, who had by far his best game as a giant and kind of, you know, arrived on the stage. People around the NFL, like probably haven't heard much about him because he really hasn't like made that many like sacks or really crazy game breaking plays. But we have talked about on this podcast, how like he's getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and like, he's a factor in these games and it's just a matter of time before that breakout happened, and this was the game when, mm-hmm. when, when he got there. And um, it was man, amazing. He had, he had tackles. like the identical sack in the tie, what which I thought was going to be a, a a strip sack fumble, and Heineke held on in that game. I think it was in yeah. overtime or the end of the fourth quarter, and then he, he had the strip sack. It was like very OC uh, reminiscent in, in like the fluidity and the yep. speed. Um, yeah, it was great to see that, and I, I, you're spot on. Like, um, it's been coming. You know, he's been more and more active every week. Like his pressure numbers, if you look at those, are very good. Like, and you know, it, it's not as splashy as sacks, but uh, you know, it it certainly has felt like he's been getting better every week, and now it's starting to really uh, come out, which is great. I mean, the other thing that's ha- that you can't. Um, sort of overlook is Ojolari's been back the last yeah. couple of weeks as well. Right. And it's like, you know, he's been again, very active. Like he, he very bendy. He's, he's getting, you know, in the face of the quarterback as well. So, you know, it's just sort of 
becoming the strength of this team, that front four, which the game reminded me of like mid 2000s before the first Super Bowl, like 2005, 2006 Giants wins. Like, you know, like uh, that game where OC had like seven sacks and like, yeah, against the right. Eagles, like where it's just like one unit can dominate and, and win you the game uh, in a lot of ways. So anyway, uh, very good to see. Uh, I thought Daniel Jones, like you said, played well. Um, he, he does well against the Redskins. Uh, you know, our friend Matt C., friend of the show, pointed out wisely that, you know, despite being efficient, it was, you know, efficient 21 for 27 for, you know, 175 or whatever it was in the middle of the fourth quarter when we were talking about that. But, um, you know, there are no explosive plays on this Giants offense. Like, there really are not. You know, like I was, if you think back on it, like some of the big plays were like their tight end, like sweep on a bootleg to Valent who caught like a 17 yard pass and stuff like it's just like, you know, it's, it's a struggle, but yeah. yeah, O-line looked better. O-line played much better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they've had a few weeks in a row that were pretty rough there. And uh, they were much improved yesterday. There's one stat I saw. Um, if you want to point to something positive about the Giants offense, they are ranked eighth in the NFL in uh, red zone efficiency this year. They yeah. were dead last last yeah. year. Yeah, that's so play that calling. That's like though. a monster. Right, that's the, play calling and just like a monster yeah. amount of improvement. They they have a plan when they get down there, and like that's pretty clear. Like, and, and that's the difference I'm talking with that. that you know, gives them a competitive advantage against the Ron Rivera's of the world, which is great. Um, but but looking ahead, we're playing a, a Minnesota team this weekend on a Saturday, one o'clock start, um, Christmas Eve game. That's pretty cool. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, and I I really thought that uh, Minnesota was a little overrated. I don't know if overrated is the right word because they're never really heavily favored. If you look at the numbers, I you know they're they have this record that I don't think they live up to it. They're not yes. as good as their record would tell. I don't I, think, I think people are kind of scared this, of, most of the Vikings. Most people have that sentiment, yeah. sentiment about yeah. it. Yeah, no yeah. one's scared of the Vikings. Their defense isn't good. I think you could – I think they have a chance. Like, um, Justin Jefferson is going to be a problem. Like, we need a Dory Jackson back so bad. Yeah. Um, he's, he's out, unfortunately, again. Yeah, I, I know. And, and McKinney, I don't think we're getting back this year. Um, so, yeah. Like every game with this team, I, I don't. You know, I think they'll be in it. Hopefully, they make enough plays to to win the game. I don't see them getting blown out by this team. Um, and you know, if you got to win in this game. You're 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 pretty much golden, I believe. And even if you lose, yes. you're in okay shape. But right, you know, we basically need one more win in these last three, and we're in. So yeah. we win this one. We're with the Colts next week. Yeah, we're sitting pretty. Um, I think what's interesting is like the Vikings are coming off. The crazy um, game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL, points-wise. Yeah. Um, against uh, the Colts last week. So, that should be interesting to see. Interesting to see how, like, they'll respond to that. Maybe they come out flat. I don't know. Um, but certainly, it's going to have to be the Giants' defensive line that rises uh, to the occasion because we don't exactly have the guys on the back end to cover uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, yeah. let alone Adam Thielen and uh, their tight end, Hawkinson, who is also very good. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to win at the line of scrimmage the way we try to do every week. Hopefully we get Saquon uh, going and Daniel Jones is efficient. Um, 
The line is only three, so Vegas mm-hmm. obviously believes that we have a chance. Um, so yeah, I think um, I, I think like w- the one thing that you have to overcome when you play these like dome teams is try and score first and take the crowd out of it a little mm-hmm. because like when you get in those like third and longs and they're up, like the crowd will have a, I think we'll have a factor in this game, um, when, especially when we're on offense. So. Um, I think that's one one thing to to keep in mind. Hopefully, we can jump out to an early lead on them. Yep. Yeah, I, I think uh, the line being only three is interesting for a road game against a, a team that's you know cruising to the playoffs right yeah. now. So um, tells you a little bit that they don't they see something in the game for us, and and mm-hmm. I think there is. I can we punish a bad defense is a question that I, yeah. I don't know the answer to yet. I haven't seen us really do it. So I guess the answer is no until proven otherwise. Like this is the same conversation we had before the lions game. Like lions are vulnerable, but like, what are we going to do with it? turns out right. the lions might've been in the ascendancy and a little bit better than we thought, but yes. um, you know, maybe we catch, um, catch Minnesota sleeping and feeling a little good about themselves after that, that last week. Daniel Jones is definitely going to have to play well because I, we may have to pass the ball against them to win, which is like a kind of like a frightening proposition. But yeah. um, what does that hey, look like? Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, fourth and nine, Richie James. Does to Hodgins clutch go guy. for 100 yards? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Could happen. Um, so, but yeah. I, I, I like I like these uh, this Christmas Eve schedule here. It's 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 fun, and I and you know you don't get it that often. I guess you get only get it every seven years, right? Yeah, no, that, it's great. Yeah, I like it because you know then it, it keeps Christmas clean. I don't really yep. want a football game on Christmas necessarily. Yeah, uh, it doesn't you know? So sports on Christmas are like unnecessary to me. I always yeah. like, like the NBA does this like big like NBA. Uh, slate on Christmas, and it's just like eh, I never watch that. Yeah, maybe I'll I maybe I'll check in on the late game, like but like during the day, yeah. I'm not gonna have like, like I'm opening presents. Yeah, you know, Lakers heat on or family. Whatever. I don't. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not too concerned with Celtics Warriors. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, to you, Chris. Merry Christmas to our loyal yes. listeners. Happy holidays to our loyal listeners. To our loyal listeners, you owe us a little something. What's our Christmas gift this year? Tell a friend about the podcast, you know, make a list, check it twice. Tell a friend Um, to tell a friend. Yeah, but um, happy new year. Well, I I don't know if we'll record next week. We'll see. If the Giants win and we're feeling, uh, you know, feisty, you might hear us. (laughs) If If not, you know. If we want to strut, you may see us. Yeah, we'll have to check the union contract and see if we're <laughs> obligated to record on the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. But uh, until then, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys.